0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: And welcome everyone to the Microsoft Windows Accessibility Session for today. This is all very exciting stuff. And the opening code for this session is 64258. Again, that is 64258. And now for our presentation, I would like to introduce Carolina Hernandez from Microsoft, who will introduce the panel and the presentation. And thank you, everyone, for being here.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. that really appreciate it. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Friday morning at the ACB convention. I am very excited to talk to you today about Windows 11, as well as our Windows 11 accessibility journey. As Deb mentioned, my name is Carolina Hernandez, and I'm a Hispanic white female with long brown hair um, and I'm wearing a blue blouse with white and black flowers. Um, Today I am speaking to you from my home office uh, that is in the basement uh, of my home that's located in the Seattle area. I have been a program manager at Microsoft for about 12 years now and I lead the vision space uh, for the Windows accessibility team. Today, I am going to cover Windows 11 in three parts. First, I will go over an introduction to Windows 11. Second, I will cover what is coming for accessibility in Windows 11. And third, I will have a call to action for all of you. And then after that, I will make sure to leave some room and some time for some questions. Okay, so before I dive in, I really want to root our conversation um, today and who we are as a team and why we do the things we do. And it really all starts with our company's mission, and that is to empower every person, and every organization on the planet to achieve more. And at Microsoft, we really mean it. And for us to achieve our lofty goal, that means that we need to reach the billion plus people living with disabilities today. For us in Windows, this means that we need to think inclusively. We need to find innovative solutions that are designed for each of us. Because when we solve for each of us, then we can have a Windows experience that empowers all of us. So with that, I want to start with our first topic today, which is our introduction to Windows 11. So Windows is the place that people go to create, connect, learn, and achieve. Windows is a platform that is used by more than a billion people today. And with the recent changes in the world, PCs are playing a more central role in all of our lives. I mean, we're using them today to have this great conversation. And these changes have inspired us to shift in Windows from something that is practical and functional to something that is personal and emotional. Windows 11 is designed to bring you closer to what you love. So I want to share with you five highlights that will hopefully get you excited about trying Windows 11. The first one is Windows has been redesigned for productivity, creativity, and ease. Overall, Windows 11 has a simplified design and user experience. It's modern, fresh, clean. It's beautiful. From the start button to the taskbar are icons, sounds, and fonts. Everything that we've done has been intentional to put you in control and to bring a sense of calm and ease. So let me share with you four uh, changes that reflect these principles. First up is start. We put start at the center, and that is at the center of your taskbar. And we made it easy, easier for you to quickly find the things that you need. We engage with our customers, actually, and we ask them to create their dream start experience. And the result is a Start experience that puts your apps and your files right at your fingertips. In Start, you can search for your favorite apps or documents. Or if you're like me, browsing is your preferred method of wayfinding, you can browse through the full list of your installed apps. And with the power of the cloud, in Microsoft 365, Start will show you your recent files, no matter the platform or device that you were viewing them earlier on. That includes if you are using an Android or an iOS device. Second is the new taskbar. Taskbar is where you have access to your pinned apps, your run apps, your running apps in all of your notifications. And so in Windows 11, the lower right-hand corner of your taskbar will have two new buttons. The first one is gonna be the notification center and the second one is the new quick settings. The Notification Center is the home for all of your notifications in the operating system. And it now includes a full month calendar view so you can always stay up to date. The quick settings is the place where you can quickly manage um, your most common settings. So take, for example, if you want to check your Wi-Fi connection, maybe you're having a little trouble in your Zoom meeting, um, or um, you are on a plane and you're ready to take off, you can quickly turn on airplane airplane mode, or uh, you can turn on focus assist when you're ready to create your next masterpiece. Third, we have settings. We have redesigned settings to be beautiful and easy to use. The new settings experience has a left-hand navigation that persists between pages to allow you to quickly change between settings categories. Once you're in a category, you will find that we have a breadcrumb at the top to help you navigate quickly inside that category and also to help you know where you are at at all times. The settings pages are also brand new. They have brand new hero controls at the top that highlight key information as well as frequently used settings to help you quickly adjust what you need. And last, we have improved the information architecture for pages that had a lot of settings by adding expandable boxes to group related settings together. Okay, And then the fourth one, and is probably one of of the ones that I really, really like, is our new sounds. The new sounds in Windows 11 have been designed to be lighter and more atmospheric. They're slightly different also, depending if you have windows in light theme or in dark theme. So now everyone can enjoy a light or a dark windows experience. And finally, thanks in part to your feedback, the startup sound for Windows makes its return. You'll hear it when you boot up your PC um, and it's at the lock screen indicating you that Windows is ready for you to start. Okay, moving on to the second highlight today. And that is that Windows 11 delivers a faster way to connect to the people you care about. So in Windows 11, we're excited to introduce Chat from Microsoft Teams, which is now integrated right in that new taskbar. It'll enable you to instantly connect through text, chat, voice, video with all of your personal contacts anywhere, no matter what platform or device they're on. I personally love this feature because it really helps me to stay connected to my family in Colombia. The third highlight I have for you today is that Windows 11 gives you a faster way to, the, to get to the information that you care about. And we're doing this with widgets. Widgets is our new personalized feed powered by AI and best in best-in-cloud browser experience from Microsoft Edge. We know that even when we're focused and we are creating, um, we need a break. Sometimes we just need to take a step back and check with the outside world. The way that we do that today is we pick up our phones and we check our notifications um, or the weather, or what's happening um, with our favorite news outlet. Well, now you can open a similarly curated view directly from your desktop. You can simply use the widgets icon on the taskbar or hit the Windows key W on your keyboard and your widgets will slide out from the left of your desktop. When I need a break, I use widgets to stay on top of my calendar, local weather, and sport news. I am currently consuming all of the Tour of France news before it ends on Sunday, and of course, the Summer Olympic stories. There are more widgets that you can explore, and you can personalize your experience as well. The fourth highlight that I have for you today is that Windows 11 has an all-new Microsoft store where your favorite apps and entertainment come together. The new Microsoft Store is the single trusted location for apps and content that you can use to watch, create, play, work, and even learn. It's been rebuilt from the ground app for speed, and it has a brand new design that is beautiful and simple to use. It will not only bring you more apps than ever before, but will also bring you the content that you want to watch with games, shows, and movies, so it'll be easier to find the next show you want to Bing watch. Also, starting later this year, you'll be able to discover Android apps in the Microsoft Store. You can download them through the Amazon App Store, and this will unlock experiences like using the Khan Academy kids for virtual learning right from your PC. The fifth and last highlight that I have for you on Windows 11 is that Windows 11 is faster, more secure, and familiar for IT. Windows 11 is built on that consistent, compatible, and familiar Windows 10 foundation you know. You can plan, prepare, and deploy Windows 11 just as you do today with Windows 10. Upgrading to Windows 11 will be just like taking a Windows 10 update. And just as with Windows 10, we are as committed, as deeply committed to app compatibility. It is a core tenant for us in Windows 11. And this includes all of the apps, including our existing assistive technologies on Windows. Okay, so I really hope that these five highlights that I share with you today motivated you to try Windows 11. And if they have, um, I wanna share with you that Windows 11 will be available through a free upgrade for eligible Windows 10 PCs and on new PCs starting this holiday season. You can always check if your current Windows 10 PC is eligible for that um, free upgrade to Windows 11. And to do that, we actually have an app. And so you can always go to windows.com and download the PC Health Check app, which um, will tell you um, if your device is compatible. Okay. So I mentioned that I had five highlights. And obviously, that only covers a small slice of the changes that are coming to Windows 11. So I do encourage you to check out um, Panos's complete blog um, that is on the blog.windows.com website that introduces Windows 11. And also, I encourage you to visit the Windows Insider site where you can find more stories, more features, and also even meet some of the makers. Okay, so that brings us to the second part of our conversation today, which is an introduction to Windows 11 accessibility. And so at the beginning of our conversation, I share with you that in the Windows team, inclusive design is at the root of how we innovate product solutions to empower each of us. In Windows 11, we're continuing our journey of innovation in accessibility by looking at hearing, physical, cognitive, and vision disabilities, and we continue to focus to make it easier for everyone to achieve more with Windows. So today, I want to cover four outcomes that we're delivering for accessibility on Windows 11. The first one is one that I am personally excited to share with you. Windows 11 is the most inclusively designed version of Windows, period. And I want to share a little bit with you, the who, the how, and the what made that possible. Panas Panay, our Windows leader, has a quote that goes like this. Products are the reflection of the people who make them. And as it is usually the case, he's right. And this is why I'm both grateful and excited to have people with disabilities, including people who are blind and who have low vision in our team, building Windows 11. On the how front, our team conducted hundreds of inclusive design reviews on our new and newly redesigned features. We involved users through various forums like our advisory boards and usability studies. We wanted to ensure that we were capturing all of the feedback on how Windows 11 and our built-in accessibility features were working for them. And last but not least, we utilize trusted tester conformance tests to ensure that we have the highest standards of accessibility testing. Now, on the ha- on the white front, Windows 11 has a number of accessibility improvements. And I want to share three that I'm personally excited about. The first one is for people with light sensitivity and for people working uh, for extended periods of time. Uh, And that is that all of them can enjoy beautiful color themes. We have a new dark theme, but also we have our new reimagined high contrast themes. Our new high contrast themes include aesthetically pleasing, customizable colors that make absent content easier to see. My personal favorite right now is dusk. The second improvement I am excited to share helps people who are deaf or hard of hearing, but also language learners, or people who might be in quiet or very loud environments. All of them can now enjoy the newly redesigned closed caption themes that are easier to read and customize. The third improvement that I'm excited to share has actually recently just helped my husband. Um, In Windows 11, multiple sets of users can enjoy voice typing. Our new voice typing experiences includes or uses a state of the art artificial intelligence to recognize speech, transcribe, and automatically punctuate text. So again, people with severe arthritis, mobility-related disabilities, learning differences, repetitive stress fractures, or other injuries like bike crashes, as if it was my husband's case, can all enjoy voice typing. These are just a few of the examples of. Who, how, and what made it possible for Windows 11 to be the most inclusively designed version of Windows. The second outcome that I want to cover today is that Windows 11 accessibility is easier to discover and use. Customers, and that includes many of you, gave us the feedback that the name ease of access settings and its accompanying icon was unclear. Customers also said to us, hey, we really expect to find accessibility settings in Windows. Where'd you put them? And so we listened. And in Windows 11, we have rebranded e of Access into accessibility settings. And we have also introduced a new accessibility human icon to represent them. And we did not stop there. Together with the new settings redesign, we redesigned our accessibility settings pages to make them easier to use. For example, let's take Narrator settings. Narrator has a lot of settings. All of the settings allow you to customize the narrator experience the best way that works for you, just the way that you like it. But that also meant that the page was long and had a lot of settings. And so in Windows 11, we have adopted the new expandable boxes to group related settings together, making it easier for you to find the settings that you are looking for. We also put accessibility closer to you at your fingertips with quick settings. With quick settings in Windows 11, you can quickly turn, off, turn on and off Windows built-in accessibility technologies like magnifier, color filters, narrator, mono audio, and sticky keys. And last but not least, accessibility features are available through the out box experience and on the logon and lock screens so that users can independently set up and use their devices with Windows 11. The third outcome is that Windows 11 accessibility works across more scenarios. And today, I want to talk to you about two specific scenarios where this is happening. The first one is that we made it possible both for Windows and partner-assistative technologies to work with applications like Outlook when they're hosted in the cloud, in Azure, Azure Virtual Desktop, or AVD for short. As you probably know, virtualization, as well as virtualized apps, is something that a lot more enterprises are choosing to deploy to their employees, as the virtualization offers a lot of benefits um, and flexibility for enterprises and IT managers. With the work that we are delivering in Windows 11, users will be able to have access to this virtual applications with their local assistive technology without having their IT managers having to acquire and install costly plugins. Great example is that in Windows 11, a user will be able to use Narrator to work with their virtualized Outlook mail app without any extra steps from from their IT department. The second scenario that is coming to Windows 11 is support for Linux GUI apps like Getit. Windows 11 will support these apps through the Windows Subsystem for Linux, or WSL for short. And we have enabled these experiences to be accessible from the start. For example, for people who are blind, they can use the supported screen readers within that Windows Subsystem for Linux to interact with their installed Linux GUI apps. Another example is that for people who are colorblind, they can use the Windows color filters and this will just work with the Linux GUI apps. Okay, the fourth and last outcome I want to share with you today is that Windows 11, we're delivering a modern accessibility platform that is great for the assistive technology ecosystem. I mentioned earlier that we work with different groups of people to ensure that all of our Windows 11 features were meeting their needs and we apply the same principle to our accessibility platform. Here, our main customers are our our assistive technology partners, and we have been working closely with them to co-engineer what we call the modern accessibility platform. So let me tell you how this modern accessibility platform came to be. It really started when our assistive technology partners gave us two asks. The first one was, We were asked by our partners that we needed to make our assistive technology platform more responsive by design. And so we took this back to our engineering team and we started to think through, hey, what would be the best problem set that would demonstrate responsiveness? And then we realized that the best problem set was to enable an experience like Narrator to just work with an app like Outlook over a network connection. That brought a lot of constraints into our team, but our team embraced those design's constraints and got to work. And so we invented in co-engineering new APIs or application programming interfaces that improved the communication between assistive technologies like Narrator and applications like Outlook. The result was a significant improvement on responsiveness in some scenarios. So in Windows 11, I'm excited to share that you will find that Narrator feels more responsive with your local applications and works over their network with a cloud-hosted app. The second ask our partners had was uh, for us that they needed really to have a faster way to work with apps. They wanted to increase the pace of innovation to deliver improved user experiences faster. So with Windows 11, we made it possible for applications that Developers Like Microsoft Office to expose their data programmatically without requiring a Windows update. This means that assistive technologies can consume the data as soon as it is available on the app. And for users, this means that we can develop usability and other improvements at the speed of apps. And so really, these are the two broad asks. So with these two broad asks in a very motivated team, this project empowered us to deliver a platform that enables a more responsive experience as well as more agile development for our partners. And this is why we call it our modern accessibility platform. And with that, we are now at the third part of our conversation, which is my call to action to all of you. And my call to action is simple and is to continue to create the future with us. And we invite you to do it in three simple steps. The first one is become a Windows Insider if you're not already one. You can always go to insider.windows.com to learn how to become an insider and also to get the the preview builds for Windows 11. The second step is uh, to try Windows with your preferred accessibility features and settings. Use Windows 11 as you would Windows 10. Surf the web, work your mail, or use your favorite apps. And then the third and the most important of all is to give us your feedback. Please give us your feedback. Your feedback, both positive and constructive, continues to shape all of our product experiences. And I hope that you're seeing some of that feedback in the the content that I share with you today and some of the features that are coming in with Windows 11. You can always give us your feedback using the Feedback Hub. uh, And you can do that by pressing the Windows key and the F key. And so with that, I really want to thank you all for your time and interest in Windows 11. I really hope that you have a great convention over the next few days um and again thank you thank you so much for all your feedback and please keep the conversation flowing and with that i want to introduce a couple okay. of my coworkers who are here um, and also will probably chime in through some of our q a so today with me i also have um doc jeffrey jeff Bishop, and Stuart Bottom, who are also part of the Windows Accessibility Team. So you probably Mm -hmm. will hear also from them today on the call, which I'm I'm super excited that they're here um, with us as well. We have some time that we've dedicated for questions. So I believe um, Danette uh, will help us uh, through this session. So thanks, everyone. Okay, well, you have seven participants
3: that have raised hand, And first we have... Todd, you
4: can unmute. Okay, so I've got a question for you about uh, Narrator in Windows 11. Uh, what I'd like to know is, um, is Narrator going to have more not-so-human sounding voices than it already does? Or, you know, I mean, and also the Microsoft uh, uh, Sapi-5, will that, um, I take it you're not going to use Internet Explorer for Windows 11, correct? You'll just use Microsoft Edge for Windows 11?
2: Sorry, can, can you repeat the first part of your question? Because I think you were breaking up a little bit for me. It might be my audio.
4: All right. Sorry about that. The Microsoft Narrator voices, mm-hmm. will they be more human sounding than they are right now?
2: Got it. Okay. So in, in terms of voices, right now, Narrator for Windows 11 will continue to use the existing voices. Um, so, so we don't have any any new changes to, to the voices that, that narrator currently use. Um, if there's a specific set of voices that, that you're interested in, we'd love to, for you to submit that feedback and let us know which ones are the voices that you're... Um,
4: I like them a lot. I, I think they're really good. The only drawback I don't like is that they spell certain... Is that when you type in, like, the words have, they say H-A-V instead of spelling that out. So if you guys could that, that would be something really cool. Um, also, my second question is, you won't be using Internet Explorer in Windows 11 anymore, I take it? You'll be using strictly Microsoft Edge?
2: Yeah, Microsoft Edge, it is our preferred um, in our new um, browser. So that is, that is the preferred way to, um, to browse the web. With. One of the
4: things I miss about Internet Explorer is that it was so easy to make favorites, favorites because we hit Alt-A or whatever to do that. And in Microsoft, it's so much more harder to make favorites. So I'm just saying it would be nice if you could make it easier to make favorites. That's just, you know, uh, that's just my feedback, of
5: course. Yeah, that, that's great feedback. And we would encourage you to file that actually using the feedback hub. Uh, there's also a feedback tool inside of Microsoft Edge that you can utilize as well. And that, that will get directly to the Edge team as well. So both approaches will work for you.
0: Sean, you can unmute. Um, Yes, I noticed you mentioned the return of the startup sound. What I think would be much more critical would be the return of the sounds to tell you that you have successfully logged in and the sound to tell you that your computer is shutting down. Um, The only way I can get indication that I'm logged in properly or I'm shutting down properly right now is through NVDA, which is a third-party screen reader. And um, the argument I always heard in the past was, well, we want it to boot up faster, so we don't want it to make the sounds. I am perfectly happy to have it take a little bit longer if I get a chime to say, you have entered your PIN correctly, and we are logging you in, and a chime to say, okay, now we're properly shutting down. So... If those could be reintroduced, uh, I think that that would be a help to quite a number of users. Thank you.
2: Thank you for the feedback, Sean. Andy, you can unmute.
6: Yeah, I got a quick question for you. What is Microsoft doing to improve braille support and narrator? And also you had mentioned before about Android apps running on Windows 11. How are those going to be accessible for a blind person?
2: Great question. So, Andy, uh, for Braille, uh, Narrator currently supports, um, we have support for library in Braille TTY. Um, And so, we, we do support Braille through the use of both those libraries in drivers. Um, and so that will continue to be the case. Uh, we have we introduced that in Windows 10, and that will continue to be supported in Windows 11. Um, for uh, Android apps, uh, there is more information that will come out uh, later in the year about uh, how the experience works and how the team has thought in design for accessibility from the beginning. Sean, you can unmute.
0: Hello there. Um, th- thanks for taking my questions. Um, well, thank you. Voiceover, sorry. Okay. Um, first of all, great presentation. I re- I really appreciate it. Um, so there's something a little. I I need clarification on this because um, uh, the startup sounds, I get that almost all the time. Are you are you referring to? There's going to be a shutdown sound. Is is that what you're referring to? Um, and also I was curious can you can you use a focus forty braille display as of right now uh bluetooth can can you use braille display uh bluetooth braille displays? thank you
2: um so on the startup sound so i do believe there is um windows used to have a um a setting in control panel where you could turn like you could turn on some of these in those um settings were not turned on by default so it could be the case that that you have some of those um enabled in your system what we have introduced is is on by default um and is is a new startup sound so when windows turns on um or when you get your pc and you're going through the out of the box experience and the the screen turns on you hear um the sound and so that's the sound that we have reintroduced in windows Um, we don't have as um Sean uh, probably uh, mentioned it login and shutdown are not sounds that, that we have by default on Windows today. And uh, on the braille, you said braille, Bluetooth, um, that one. Um, I actually have to check, Jeff, I don't know, or Doug, I don't know if you have information on those. If those are supported in through, again, through the driver, our open source drivers that we have um, in, in LiveLui, then, then we, of course, support it. So we, we do support um, everything that is included in there.
5: Right. We do support the Focus 40 Blue using a USB connection, but we do not support that device um, using Bluetooth.
7: Awesome. Thank you.
3: Diane Skousy, you can unmute.
7: Yes. uh, Thank you. I hope you can hear me.
3: Yes, Yes.
7: I can hear you. Um, I have been reading on um, some couple email lists that there is a chip called a TPM chip that you have to have on your computer in order to install and run um, Windows 11. And uh, I read that I could type the run command and the letters TPM. And, you know, I would find out if I had this chip, my computer is saying that it can't find it. So uh, I, my, but my computer is also new enough that I'm not ready to assume that I don't have it. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if um if you could explain this a little more and, you know, tell me if I'm going about looking for it the right way and other ways, other ways maybe that I could look to see if I have it. Yeah, absolutely. So I would actually encourage you to go
2: to windows.com and uh, obtain the, um, uh, hold on the, we do have an application. So we've released a, um, a PC health check app. And what the PC health checkup will do for you is that it'll check for all of the requirements that a PC has to have in order to get that upgrade to Windows 11. it don't include things like checking for a TPM, but also checking for all of the other minimum system requirements um, that, that Windows 11 has. And so what I would say is that instead of like trying to find each individual um requirement yourself, I think the most, like the the best way for you to check the compatibility for Windows 11 is really to download the PC Health app, um, the PC Health Check app, and you can get that at the windows.com website.
3: Thank you. Donna Brown, you can unmute. Donna Browning, sorry.
8: Good morning. So for those of us who, um, have a little vision. Our pointer is really important to us, especially the color of it. I have had trouble with my pointer staying the color I want it, especially if I put my computer to sleep and then reawaken it to continue doing what I'm doing. I have talked to the accessibility desk about this. They were not able to fix it. So I'm hoping Windows 11 will improve this. I would love to... um,
2: yeah, if, so you mentioned that you've given the feedback through the um, uh,
8: disability answer desk, right? Yeah, Yeah. Um, they've talked to me. They they did all sorts of stuff to my computer, had me do all sorts of stuff. I mean, it took hours, and they were not able to um, rectify the problem. Okay,
2: and so and this is um, with your pointer colors once you customize it, is that correct?
8: Correct, and I even showed them how I did it to make sure that I was doing it correctly. And they said that I was doing it correctly. Okay,
2: um, I'm, I'm happy to uh, follow up with the disability answer desk to make sure that that is something that we're, we're in the lookout for um, as, we, as we're as we looking at our uh,
8: pointer feature for Windows 11. Yeah, because that's important. I guess you know, the people who are a low vision like me who can still use um, the visual part of our computer some um, the color of my pointer is really important so that I can locate it yep absolutely thank you for the feedback
3: Richard you can unmute
6: okay um, thank you for presenting but uh, I have a I have a question I, I have actually more, it's kind of a compound um, I've been with the insiders or in the insiders since uh, 14 about the time it started t- 2014
2: Thank you and
6: and i've been uh following all the releases and i i got i'm kind of concerned about the the uh, when when i looked at the system told me that my computer the one computer didn't w- wouldn't pass as far as being usable under windows 11 it couldn't couldn't be a, a wouldn't be a good up, upgrade and yet the machine is not that old so I'm, i was kind of concerned there was a lot of discussion as to Maybe there's going to be some changes to what processors are accepted and, and not. But, but the other question that I have is I wanted to run Hyper-V um, and run <clears throat> other systems under it. Are there, is it going to be possible to get to the, to the, to the uh, other application uh, from Windows or are we going to to run something else?
2: Uh, so on the system requirements side um, definitely um, we we have um, as I mentioned there is new system requirements uh, for for Windows 11 um, and so running the if the PC health check app is is essentially saying that um, the the machine doesn't have the the requirements um, that is um, that it like that it that is the that is because there is a new there is a new set of of these um, system requirements hardware requirements uh, to ensure that all of these experiences these brand new experiences in the security features for example um, that hardware provide um, are available for you on on Windows 11. And so um, at this time, those would be the, like there is no, I have nothing to announce on on changing uh, system requirements other than what is already um, public. Um, And then in the Hyper-V question, can you tell me a little bit more? I'm not quite sure that I understood the question.
6: Well, maybe um, thinking of running a, a, uh, maybe a a different, let's say an application under, Linux or Linux itself um, as a as a virtual machine in there
2: um, so one of the things that we that I mentioned that we're introducing is a new support for so if you're looking specifically for uh, for Linux apps uh, we are introducing the new um, Windows uh, subsystem for Linux um, and so uh, I think it's it's essentially an evolution uh, to the previous um, Um, it's a new feature and an evolution of the previous support that we had for Linux applications. And so um, I'd encourage you to check that out um, because you will be able to install those Linux GUI apps using that new um, subsystem, Windows subsystem for Linux Um, And those applications, as I mentioned, are accessible um, by default by using both a combination of the assistive tools that are available in that Linux environment and uh, also a combination of the local um, accessibility settings that are available in your Windows machine. Area code
3: 317, last three is 317,
7: you can unmute. Brilliant presentation, thank you very much. Three questions, talking quickly. For Windows 10 and 11 users, government documents, tax documents, wills, estates are in PDF. Better support for narrator and PDF, also, Support for the keyboard context key. You have absolutely fabulous laptops, thank you. But the insert key is at the upper right, making it impossible to do insert spacebar. Can you possibly ask the developers to improve key remapping so people can remap the insert key on your excellent laptops? Thank you for this presentation.
2: Thank you so much for the feedback. I do encourage you to um, also uh, file that uh, through using um, our Feedback Hub app um, as well. So thank you for giving it here, but also I encourage you to please send us the feedback using the Feedback Hub app as well.
3: NFB Indiana, you can unmute.
0: Question about in the public uh, demo, it was mentioned uh, that you would have improved voice recognition capabilities, I guess, with your acquisition of Nuance. So can you talk about that and the ability to do things with your voice? And uh, will the narrator team really be integrating that in such a way that uh, we'll get relevant feedback as we try to do voice dictation and document manipulation?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, So, yeah, I mentioned that one a little bit earlier. So we actually have – a new voice typing feature in Windows 11 that does use the state of the art artificial intelligence to be able to, um, uh, Take your. Um, you can voice. You can type with your voice, and so it'll transcribe your text, and it'll automatically uh, punctuate your text as well. And so that is uh, a brand new feature and a brand new improvement on voice typing that is coming over uh, to Windows 11. Um, but at this time, I don't have anything new to announce um, for any other uh, kind of voice command and control experiences um, with Nuance or 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 others. Thank you.
3: Gary Morin, you can unmute.
2: Hi, thanks.
5: Um, actually, I'm not sure that I, I was actually going to ask about the incorporation of Dragon Actually Speaking. Um, I've been having trouble using the voice dictation program that's built into Windows 10. And so I generally use Dragon Naturally Speaking, but the question kind of just came up. So I'm not sure if there's anything you can just add to um, recommendations. For using Windows built-in speech to text versus using Dragon Naturally Speaking, and what we'll be seeing um, in terms of Dragon being incorporated into Microsoft products.
2: Yeah, um, great question. And so, um, as I mentioned earlier, um, part of our tenets of Windows 11 is compatibility uh, with all of the apps that work in Windows 10 in Windows. We want to make sure that it's all working in Windows 11. So if your preferred um, technology to use command and control with voice is Dragon, um, we will make sure that that is uh, compatible with Windows 11 so you can continue to use it. Um, Windows does have our built-in Windows speech recognition that is also available. Um, And so those are the two... um, Options um, that we have built in into Windows for more command and control, and then the third one that I just mentioned, right? Like, is is the voice typing? So if you're um, replying to your emails or like you're you're typing a very long text, working on a document, uh, give a try to voice typing. It is um, really an improved experience. It'll be an improved experience um, in Windows 11. Um, in uh, please give us your feedback. Uh, I hear that it, you mentioned it's not working quite well in Windows 10. So please do give us your feedback, we do want to make sure that that we're getting that back to the teams and that we are uh, looking into those issues.
3: Londa Peterson, you can unmute.
9: Have you thought about having a way to customize the alerts that we get? Like in Edge, now we hear still loading, loaded. Well, I already have a sound that plays that tells me. So I would like to be able to somehow turn some of that extra verbosity off.
2: Yes, um, and so with um, with Windows 10, uh, a couple of um, upgrades ago. Uh, Narrator did introduce the ability to have um, new sounds. And with those new sounds, we also added the customizability for some of those sounds. Uh, In particular, for um, examples, particular examples are uh, when you turn on and off scan mode. And so you can either have Narrator tell you scan mode on, scan mode off, or actually hear that tone. And so you can have both the speech and the notification or or just the tone. So we do have a few that you can um, customize today and you would do that by going into, if you have Again, if you have Windows 10, that's going to be in the Ease of access settings. But in Windows 11, you'll do that in our accessibility settings. And if there's other scenarios, after trying that, if there are other scenarios that you also want to have that customization, please um, use the feedback hub and send us those scenarios in that feedback so that we can take it back to our engineering team. Evan, you can unmute
0: so I, I just want to ask you to talk a little bit more about the um virtual windows um I, I heard this week that that Microsoft had announced um a new uh and forgive me if i'm using the wrong vocabulary but it's a streaming of uh, v- a version of uh you know uh, cloud windows um that can be run in a browser and i think in other other uh types of devices other than standard windows devices uh, will there be uh, narrator support and other third-party speech support for that. And how does that kind contrast with what you were discussing earlier, uh, with the, uh, virtual, um, windows?
2: Yes. Um, so I can talk a little bit more about, um, the, the Windows 11 feature that I just mentioned about virtualization. So the virtualization that I'm talking about is, um, we, um, For enterprises, one of the services that Azure provides is the ability to run um, accessibilities um, in the cloud. So you host them in the cloud and they uh, look and feel in some cases as if they were local, but they're entirely run um, in the cloud. And so for these applications, for this type of scenarios where an enterprise has an Azure service with, say, Office apps that are running in the cloud, and you're essentially um, using Windows to enter, like your local Windows PC to interact with those apps that are hosted in the cloud, that's where we have done work to ensure that both third-party assistive technologies, but also our first-party assistive technologies like Narrator can work with those applications. Uh, and so that's that's what's coming in uh, new for Windows 11. Um, the new announcement on um, virtual Windows, um, I believe it's Windows 365 I'm not quite a positive that that is. Um, that is something that um, we um, I uh, I, wouldn't, I don't have a ton of details uh, that I can share um, today um, but we'll definitely um, make sure to cover those uh, in the coming uh, months.
6: Howard, you can unmute. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm a little bit unclear about the ability to run Linux apps under Windows 11. If, uh, if I do that, will my Windows screen reader, i.e. JAWS, that I use voice uh, that Linux program, or do I have to use the Linux uh, speech uh, screen reader?
2: Great question. So for this case, for Linux GUI apps, um, you would need to use um, the Linux screen reader. So for example, if in your distro you had Orca, uh, you could use Orca to interact with those apps. If you have other um, screen readers within your Linux um, uh, distro, then you would use that. You would use JAWS for anything that you have in your PC today. uh, And then you would use that screen reader inside of that environment to interact with those apps. And as always, give it a try, give us feedback. We're eager to always um, ensure that that we're uh, listening in, in providing improvement.
9: Carolyn, you can unmute. Okay, so two questions. First of all, you'd mentioned the Windows compatibility tool. Um, when Windows was first announced, that was available and then it was pulled, so has it been, um, put back up for people to download. And then the other question is in regards to, I want to go back to the dictation again, because what what a couple people have asked um, is, you know, it's great that it's there, but how is it going to work with our screen readers. So will will JAWS or whatever be able to interact with that and tell us about what, what it actually heard us say and um, help us with corrections and things like that, that people can, with vision can see on the screen? How is that going to work as, for being compatible with a screen reader?
2: Great questions. Um, and so I think the first one, I think you're asking if there is a compatibility tool for
9: determining if you can install Windows 10? No, this is the upgrade assistant, sorry, for Windows 10 to Windows 11. Um, I, I grabbed it when it first was available when Windows 11 was first announced, but then it was it was pulled because it was being too, I don't know, too picky, too strong, something. So they said that it, it, we were pulling it and then they were going to re-release it. So I'm just wondering if it has been re released for people to to check their systems for compatibility
2: great question um i'm honestly i'm not sure um my understanding was that we had it there and so that's something that we can definitely definitely the windows.com side will have the latest information um on on the um on the availability of the tool since that is where uh you can find the tool um, then uh, on your second question, which is on the dictation and how this works with screen readers, um, dictation is accessible. And so what we would love is, is for you to give it a try and give us feedback as to how that experience is working or maybe not working uh, for you as you would expect um, so that we can um, continue to make improvements
7: uh, on that experience.
3: Christy, you can unmute.
7: So I wanted to ask, you described things in a sighted way, talking about things being at the t- upper left or the upper right or start being in the
3: center. For me, as a person who is totally blind, um, that was not helpful. Um, so I'm wondering what is being made better and how is it being made better for those of us who are
2: totally blind? Thank you. Uh yes, I think I covered a couple of um a couple of improvements that are coming in for Windows 11 for people who are blind. Um, one um, was our new sounds. Um, I think uh, you will enjoy the new Windows sounds um, as they're they're just lighter and atmospheric. Uh, and again, um, one of the visual things that Windows has is this ability to have this light mode and dark mode. In um, now the sounds accompany that, so now you can also enjoy a, a little bit of a different personality from Windows. Um, we've done improvements and the. Performance with narrator, um, you will find that narrator feels more performant when you're using it uh, with your applications, whether that's checking your email or working on your documents. and we've also made improvements so that you can work with those remote applications as I was saying earlier. Um, and so a lot of these things are all new features, new improvements for people who are blind. Um, and then again, uh, some of the things we also um, wanted to make sure that we're familiar. So things like type, uh, like tapping your start key and type to search to find your favorite um, or your needed application or documents that still works the same way uh, in Windows 11. So your keyboard commanding, uh, your Windows key commands um, are all still there. Um, and so um, we've done improvements and we've also retained some of those great features uh, that provide a lot of flexibility and in, um, in a lot of um, usability for people who are blind.
3: Sean, you can unmute.
0: So two things. Um, first of all, several questions ago, someone was talking about Verbosity and screen reader alerts, and they mentioned a sound, and I think it it kind of derailed you. But so it in screen readers right now through UIA, we are being given way too much information. Web page still loading, going back. If I've if I've pressed Alt Left Arrow, unless there's no page to go back to, I know I'm going back because I pressed the key. Can we have the option in accessibility options for things like Edge and? word and various products so that we can control which of those alerts we hear and which of them we don't because frankly a lot of them are are not at all helpful but if you're in, but for somebody who may not be a screen reader user they might think oh well we should give them as much information as possible we don't want as much information as possible so we, that needs we need to be able to configure that
2: Thanks for the feedback. Definitely have written it down. But again, I encourage you to to submit that also through the Feedback Hub. Um, and the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm like asking everybody to help us with the Feedback Hub is because that also helps you find other feedback that um, other folks might have given. You can upvote it. And that also gives us the signal um, uh, as to, you know, a lot of people are having this problem in like, which ones are some of those top items that, that folks are asking us um, across the experiences. So thank you for the feedback. And again, please,
10: please uh, do submit it through the Feedback Hub. Jay, you can unmute. Hi, this is actually Sarah Morrison speaking through a sign language interpreter. So I've been trying to get you to, to not call me but my interpreter, but here I am. So again, this is Sarah here. hmm First of all, I am both deaf and blind, so I'm not able to use my video um, function. I tried to raise my hand earlier. I know that um, you weren't able to get a message from my interpreter that they were speaking for me, but here's where I am right now. So here's some feedback for you, for your general presentations. It would be nice if you could have more inclusion, especially for people who are deaf and blind, those that use sign language and rely on interpreters. Okay. Okay. My question though, as I have been attending the presentation and um, looking at all of the questions and answers, I'm wondering about accessibility for deafblind users, because there's no screen readers. I mean, I I do have Microsoft and it's not user-friendly for me. It's very difficult for me to be able to navigate or change the color, or something very simple. Change the font is very difficult for me to do this, and and now with even Outlook, um, I, I need a black background when I'm I'm in the settings. I'm trying to find that it's not easy for me to change that or to go back to a color that the screen reader is able to pick up on. So it's just uh, like a black and white version that I have to send out. I'm not able to pick up on the colors. So I really struggle with changing any of the settings for contrasting colors. And what I find is just overall not friendly for me as a deafblind person. So I don't use the speech features and I don't use any of those audio features. And I think that a lot of the features that you have really do focus on those, the audio features and the speech features but it's even less friendly for someone like me who is deafblind and does not have access to those things. Thank you for the feedback.
2: Um, definitely, would encourage you to um, when you're having these issues uh, to reach out the interpret to the visibility answer desk um, for help. Uh, one of the things that we are um, ensuring that we do have is braille support through narrator, um, and so I know that that's probably that is probably one of the places where you'll find. Um, some of the complexity. And so please do work, uh, help us, help, you, help us help you through um, the Disability Answer Desk, as well as again, submitting any of the feedback on some of these, um, some of the scenarios where you're having trouble um, interacting with Windows with your, with your um, accessibility tools. Lionel, Louise, you can unmute.
11: It's Lino, by the way, everybody gets it wrong. Don't worry about it. Uh, quick question. Uh, thanks for doing this, by the way. I've missed a lot of it since we're just getting home from blind camp, and, uh, well, we're doing stuff. <laughs> uh, narrator, I unfortunately, won't be able to get downloaded Windows 11 because my computer is older than dirt. 2017, no new chips, no nothing to refurb. Anyway, uh, but when I do get 11s, whenever that happens to be on a new PC, what is going to be done with new voices for David, Zira, and Mark? Are they going to be around in Windows 11, or do we have updated Zira? David and Mark, thank you.
2: Yeah. Great question. Luna. Thank you. Um, so Windows 11 will continue Windows 11 and narrator will continue to use the same voices that you have in Windows 10. So Mark and Zira and all of you, uh, all of those voices will continue to be there. Um, if there are any particular voices that you are interested in having in future releases, please do send us the feedback, let us know um, so that we can take that back to the team. But at this time, you'll have um, those familiar voices in Included with my reader and Windows 11, Jane. You can unmute.
8: Uh, regarding the voices, I know you guys acquired a uh, Nuance and
9: several months ago. Can we, can we please have the option, maybe, of using those voices instead? Just because we're accustomed
8: to them, and um, personally, I like them better than the, what Microsoft has right now. <laughs>
2: Great question. Thank you so much, Jane. Um, yeah, this time, um, nothing to announce uh, on any of the uh, Nuance Voices, um, but if that is your preference, please do send us that feedback through the Feedback Hub. Um, love to love to have that there, um, capture it there as well.
3: Bonnie, you can unmute. My question is,
1: occasionally, we may have a question uh, when we are using Microsoft Windows, and... Trying to get assistance seems to be very difficult. Is there a number where we can call a 800 number or some way we can um, make our lives a little
2: easier other than emailing? Yes, there is a phone number. I don't have it right in front of me.
5: I do. Uh,
2: Oh, fabulous. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Plug it in.
5: It's uh, 1-800-936-936. 5900. Zero, zero.
2: 5900. Uh, zero, zero.
1: Okay. Yep. That's you. the
5: disability answer desk. Yep. And okay, they're there is, to help you. They'll help you with anything you need.
1: Okay. So there is a live person who will answer like Apple, correct?
5: Uh, yes. And they okay. will, uh, if need be, they'll even remote into your machine and help you fix whatever issues you may have.
1: Oh, awesome. You're my new best friend.
3: Thank you.
5: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
12: Linda, you can unmute. Um, I wanted to add to the last question that if you use Be My Eyes, they have specialized help and there's less of a hold time uh, to call Microsoft customers with disabilities. And I also had a question. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And that is I have called Microsoft customers with disabilities, but sometimes because of my bad hearing... I'll get somebody that has a foreign accent and it's very difficult to understand what they're saying. And I there's been a few times where they just disconnected me, which is not cool. (laughs) So I wanted to just give you that feedback. Okay.
2: Okay, thank you. We'll make sure to pass that on to our our, um, uh, enterprise and disability answer desks as well. Make sure that that's all right.
12: I appreciate that. But the other thing about be my eyes sometimes it's possible to get on there quicker um, by using the specialized app because they got Microsoft there. Okay.
3: okay. We still have hands up, but we only have four minutes left. We can take
1: one more question, Dinette.
3: Okay. Owner James Robinson, you can
11: unmute. I have one question. Um, what's the problem with uh, making the bios, you know, accessible? I mean, could I mean I've heard of this for years and and. There this, this should be something that can, they can do it. So I'm just curious why. But the, the other main question is uh, on that TPM thing, they said that uh, if we have it, then we have to do something extra in the BIOS. And I was wondering, would that be something that Microsoft could do automatically, you know, instead of us having to go into the BIOS to interact? Okay. Thank you for the question. Great questions. Um, so on the
2: bias, would be. Uh, interested to know like you just mentioned one scenario which is you know adjusting your tpm or turning it on and off are there other scenarios that that you are um particularly do on a regular basis with the bios or is it just more like when your pc runs into an issue or or something like that
11: yeah normally when say when the you know pc has a problem then you have to go in there and you have to change the you know the boot sequence or something like that and so it just appears to me as uh, they can make screen readers possible for everything else. And like you said, when when they, when they do the Linux programs, you, you'd have to use the Linux program. Couldn't there be a specific program for the BIOS and for any part of Windows that doesn't speak that, we could, tur- that could be turned on or that the other screen readers could have, you know, access to it?
8: Yeah. I think that's
2: Great feedback. Um, and so again, I encourage you to, to send us that through the feedback hub uh, so that we can collect that as well. Um, but yeah. So thank you. Thank you for, for, for that. And then um, on the TPM front, um, I'm actually um, not sure to be honest. Um, my understanding is that you don't have to, that, the Upgrading from Windows 10 to Windows 11 in a supported um, machine um, will be just as taking a Windows 10 update. So my assumption or or what we expect is for you not to have to mock uh, with anything uh, inside of the BIOS for Windows 10 devices to go over to Windows 11 devices. And so, um, again, um, once the PC health checkup is available, make sure to check the compatibility of your device um using that and then hopefully if that all is all green or is all okay um, then you should not have to muck with with the bias to do anything with, with your tpm um but yes perfect and we Hi,
5: carolina are, um, this is stewart i can add a little bit to that
1: okay we have to wrap up so if you can do that real quickly stewart that'd be great yeah
5: thanks okay sure yeah um just really briefly uh when you go to check for a TPM in Windows, Windows is telling you that it doesn't find it, it doesn't recognize it. That's possible that it's because it's disabled in the BIOS. And so if your TPM, your computer has a TPM, but it's disabled in the BIOS, you may need to go in there to turn it on for Windows to recognize it.
0: That's that's what that's about.
1: Great. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful presentation. I'm really excited. I have a device that is qualified to upgrade. Yes. Um, So thank you so much. This is great. I am going to give the closing code for this session. For those of you who are taking it for credit, that code is 79170. Again, that is 79170. I want to thank everyone from the uh, Windows Accessibility Group. And Jeff, would you give that phone number for the help Desk, one more time before we go.
5: One 936
3: 5900 one 5900 Just so you know, on the panelists and that we had as many as one hundred and twenty four. On all right,
1: Great. All right, thank you all.
9: Thank you, Deb. Thank you so much, everyone. Right. Thank you, Carolina.